0: Katrina. And this is Sydney. And this is Murder Obsessed. So, today we have some good news and we have some bad news. So, the good news is we're doing a haunted West Virginia um, kind of just bouncing around, talking about some local hauntings and things to check out. The bad news is this is going to be our last episode until the fall. Summer is just super crazy and we have um kids so we're just going to be on different schedules we live two hours away and so we're just not going to fight it we're just going to take the summer enjoy ourselves and we'll be back in the fall with some more true crime
1: yes we will miss you but it will be better that you know we are not going to be here until like september than you the actually listen to us i know there's not a lot of you but we have some that listen to us a lot and we don't want you to be waiting for a new episode and you know it be sporadic or whenever we can fit it in so
0: all right so we're gonna go ahead and get started so um i have five of the most wanted locations in west virginia now everything these five are just I mean, brief, vague, broad overviews. There's so much more behind them, um, but I have a, I kind of have a lot that I want to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of give you the facts. And if you're interested, you should totally check them out. Um, pretty much everything I'm going to bring up has tours for you to come check out. So, let's start. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. In the late 1700s, a bloody skirmish between settlers Mitchell Clay and the local Shawnee Native American tribe ended in the deaths of three of Clay's children and several Shawnee warriors. In the 1920s, a local businessman purchased the land and turned it into an amusement park. But some say the land is cursed. Over the next few decades, several fatal incidents occurred at the park, which was finally abandoned in 1966. Visitors have reported Seeing a ghost of a man and a little girl in a pink dress near the rusted-out remains of a fair wheel and swing is the land cursed? You be the judge. Lake Shawnee Amusement Park is open for private paranormal tours by appointment only. Number two, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. So, um, Sydney, you've did- been to this one. Yes couple times
1: because they have um they have a like one side in hell during halloween i think it's the tv ward that they usually use they set up like a haunted house like a jump scare place oh that's cool and then you have tours on the other side so i went to there those both multiple times and then when i was in nursing school we actually got a list of reasons they committed people which it was insane the reasons they can commit people and we went through another tour of the whole like almost like the whole grounds or whatever which was really cool so we were doing like a mental health part of my nursing school yeah which was in west virginia so we what? went
0: yeah. yeah that's really cool hey. the gothic stance and structure of the trans allegheny lunatic asylum looks eerie yeah it does so it's no surprise that there are ghost stories associated with this Civil War era hospital in Weston. Construction began on the asylum in 1858, but was disrupted when the grounds were used as a camp for Union soldiers. Originally built to house 250 patients, and at one time known as Weston State Hospital, the faculty or the facility reached its peak in the 1950s with 2,000 400 patients. The hospital closed permanently to patients in 1994, but eventually was reopened as a tourist destination. The asylum offers ghost tours and history tours until mid November, closed for the winter season. Oh, my kids give me kisses. That was too cute. <laughs> I am blown away with the fact that it was originally built for 250 patients and at one point they had 2,500. I mean you know we've
1: talked about this before and how I don't believe in ghosts but if I did I mean I'm still interested and I'm not disproving any of you guys I always just you know I'm just logical explanation for everything girl but um the, the reasons that they committed people to that hospital were
0: insane. Well, I know, like, hysterical. Like, that was some slap on women anytime that they were anything other than the perfect housewife. And, like, um, I remember
1: reading um, if, like, amenorrhea. So, if you didn't have your monthlies, and you're not pregnant, which, my gosh, you could be going through menopause. You could have anything wrong. There's tons of things. You could be losing weight and that happened to your body. And they could commit women for that.
0: And I feel like a lot of it was women. Like, a lot of women. Because yeah. they're crazy. You know, women are just crazy. I know a lot. I've heard a lot on my like, true, podca- true crime podcast that, like, everything was schizophrenia. Like... <laughs> Everybody had schizophrenia. if They were just a little bit off or weird. Right. I think like if you were gay, you were considered schizophrenic at one point. Um, I think if you're
1: gay, um, th- I think that's on the list of things you could be committed there for. I know that one was masturbation. Like if someone caught you, you know, they could commit you. And then I don't really know. No wonder like, it has how- so many
0: patients.
1: I know. <laughs> I mean like oh God. my
0: gosh, it's just insane. That's yeah, crazy. I remember going to and reading
1: like the reasons of like, okay, they committed me here, 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 like how many ways. Of course we won't get into the, the political stuff of um are we backtracking, but you know. Yeah. True story are we gonna go back to that someone's gonna commit me because i'm mouthy and i don't really respect men except for my daddy so
0: all right moving on haunted harper's ferry yeah because that one i mean we could just go on and on about the ridiculous. thank you for coming to our ted talk yeah legit haunted harper's ferry home to harper's ferry national historical park the eastern panhandle town of Harper's Ferry is said to house a number of restless spirits dating back hundreds of years. Those tours of Harper's Ferry include guides, guide visitors, or an evening walk tour of the, the town's most haunted site. Learn the stories of a woman clad in 18th century fashion peering, pardon me, peering from the window of Harper's House. A St. Peter's Catholic church which served as a hospital during the Civil War, and visitors have spotted the ghosts of a wounded soldier and an old priest. Um, Harper's Ferry. Okay, I'm not a his I'm not a historical person. Part- I mean, like I like history, but I might be wrong. Harper's Ferry was like a, a site of um a Civil War battle, right? Oh, honey,
1: you would have to ask Tali that, but. If he's still sitting on his honey, and I can tell you in two seconds. I feel, I feel like it was. It was. Harper's Ferry, Civil War, anything? Mm-hmm. Harper's Ferry, is that like a site of some kind of historical battle? Yeah. Civil War battle. Yes, Civil War battle. I knew who would know that because that's, you know, that's his I jam, though, so. you know. I, I married thought the so. History nerd. Yeah. So, of course,
0: there's going to be some hauntings there, the Civil War, brother against brother, and all that right all right so now for my personal favorite point pleasant and the legend of the mothman oh yeah 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 i definitely want to do like a mothman episode because this is just way too brief we're gonna do a
1: mothman episode and then we're gonna go get mothman tattoos just saying i'm down um also mothman is a lot more believable for me because you know like the whole we've only explored 25% of the ocean or whatever, so we don't know what's down there. I feel like Mothman is just almost one of those you no know what idea what kind of creatures are out there type of thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I do, I really do. All right, so in 1966, residents of Point Pleasant first reported seeing a tall, winged creature with glowing red eyes. It was believed this creature, dubbed Mothman, was an extraterrestrial being. So today, Mothman has become a pop culture icon in Point Pleasant, where a 12-foot-tall metallic metallic statue bears his likeness. 12-foot-tall? That's like two large That's like two of my husband. Yeah. too, I think there's like about six-foot-tall. Yeah. Like, he wasn't that big. Like, in in the stories, he's not 12-foot-tall, is he? Like, I feel like he was, like, the size of a man, because that's, like, that's, like, mini a... Godzilla. Yeah. Like, that's way too big. But anyway, um, there's a Mothman Museum. You can study Mothman artifacts and other exhibits. Um, so, yeah, Mothman's a really big deal in West Virginia.
1: And if you guys check any of these cool places out, you've got to, like, message us, find us on Facebook, something. Let us know. Yeah, let like, us know about your experience. You see a ghost
0: or something? We want to know. Yeah. All right. Number five, West Virginia Penitentiary. Opened in 1875, the West Virginia Penitentiary in Moundsville is said to be one of the most haunted prisons in the United States. It's no wonder as the prison was setting for riots, fires, and nearly 100 executions during its time in operation. So, um, this school that I used to teach at in New Martinsville, um, a lot of the kids when it was a high school, a lot of the kids went up there and had tours. One of the boys that went up there had pictures that he took with his phone of like down this long hallway. And at the end of the hallway, you could see like, you could tell that it wasn't a person standing there because the figure wasn't like, like there were like pieces missing, but you could still see like the silhouette. Like it was creepy. It was creepy. I okay. I was like, ooh snap! Yeah. All right. Now here is a haunted location from our hometown Clay County. Whoop, whoop. Except the name, is just the name. <laughs> so booger hole. Booger hole.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't
0: know.
1: You gotta say a have to say it like that. Like, you know, you go down the road down there to Booger Hall. Booger. That's how you got to yeah. say it when you say yeah. that. Booger okay. Hall. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> the small holler of Booger Hall in Clay County, West Virginia, <laughs> has a history of murder and violence. Much of this violence came from the presence of outlaws and Confederate sympathizers in this remote holler during the early 1900s. Tales of past mayhem have been passed down through generations of storytellers. Making Booger Hole a popular destination for ghost hunters and haunted history explorers. Today, the small town of Booger Hole is a much more peaceful community than in its early vi- in which the early violence is remembered mainly as folklore. So, in the early 1900s, around a dozen mysterious murders and more disappearances occurred during the time span of a little more than a year. The exact numbers and names of those who died are unknown, as many of the disappearances went unreported due to widespread fear of retribution in the community. You know, snitches get stitches. West Virginia, you do not <laughs> open your mouth on your cousin, your brother, your sister, your uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Not that that's correct, but that's just how it is. Like, I'm just telling y'all. I don't know if you know this or not, but it's legit. One of the most mysterious disappearances is that of John Newman, a peddler who disappeared one evening while working. Henry Hargis' death is also shrouded in mystery, but it was alleged that he was killed over an inheritance. Reportedly, Lacey Ann Paul was overheard saying she knew the location of Hargis's body and was killed shortly after apparently shot through the window of her house. Hmm. Some in the area claimed her murder was because she was a witch, while others argued that she simply knew too much about the murder in the area. Preston Tanner was also murdered one night in Booger Hall, and his house was burnt down afterwards. Oh, good lord. I know. Tanner's death in January of 1917 brought about a special investigation into to his murder and the other violence rampant through Bo- Booger Hole at the time. Howard Sampson and his father, Andrew, were accused of Tanner's murder. These men were put on trial at Clay County Courthouse in 1970, <clears throat> where they were met by a lynch mob made up of Booger Hole residents who were determined to kill the Sampson's in revenge for the killing of Tanner. The mob was calmed down and the trial went on to sentence the younger Samson to life in prison, while his father was allowed to return to his home in Booker Hole. Angered with the decision, the mob of Booker Hole residents were determined to stop the violence and fear prevalent in their small community. They posted the following announcement throughout Clay County We, the citizens of Clay County, seeing that we cannot get justice by law, have organized the Clay County Mall. We have pledged our lives to drive these people from our county or kill them. We cannot catch and hang you. We will sneak upon and kill you as you killed Henry Hargus, Lacey Ann Ball, the old peddler, and Preston Tanner. If, you, if before you leave there is any stealing, killing, or burning, we will get the bloodhounds and detectives and run you to the ends of the earth. While now shrouded in myth and mystery, the remote holler, of booger hole, was quite a scary place to live in the, in the early 1900s. The name of the community comes from the local usage of the term "boogeyman," due to the community's history of mysterious occurrences and hauntings. After the mob's announcement, most of the violence left the hollow, but the tales of murder and mystery are still told throughout the community. Okay, so... I get, like, the boogeyman thing. That makes sense. Right. But that's definitely not what I think when I say booger. Well, I
1: guess. Yeah, that's not what I think of either. But, you know, if you think of, like, a lot of, especially older people around here, they'll say, a booger's gonna get ya. You know, it's not the boogeyman's gonna get you. It's a booger's gonna get you.
0: Yeah, that is true. All right, so that was really cool. I didn't know that about about booker me either that's super cool and that was from our, our hometown when I thought play was so small that you knew everything right what is now this next one I looked up because um it is about um a ghost in Glenville State College which is where I got my bachelor's degree for teaching many have claimed to have had paranormal experiences at Glenville State College over the years Authors and ghost hunters alike have researched and investigated sightings in Clark Hall, Louis Bennett Hall, Sickens Hall, and the administration building. Many say the ghost in these buildings is Sis Lynn. Stories about her haunting the GFC campus have circulated since at least the 1970s, not only around Halloween, but all year long. Sarah Louisa Lynn was born in 1853. She was trained as a teacher and was the only graduate of the Glimble branch of West Virginia State Normal School, now Glimble State College, in 1877. She taught classes in Glimble and Fairmont before marrying I.L. Christman in June of 1905 at her home where Clark Hall currently stands on campus. After their short marriage ended, Sarah changed her name back to Lynn and ran a boarding house out of her home for female students. In February of 1919, she was found bludgeoned to death in her home. Yeah, I know. Locals were stunned at what was dubbed the foulest and most bloodthirsty crime ever perpetrated in Gilmore County by the Glenville Democrat at the time. Lynn's gravesite lies in a cemetery adjacent to Glimble's campus, and some say she still roams the campus looking for her killer. Five years after the murder, officials from Glimble Normal School purchased Lynn's property, raised the house, and built Verona Maple Hall, a modern woman's dormitory for the time. Many said the dormitory was also haunted. After Verona Maple Hall was demolished years later, those spending time in the neighboring Clark Hall began to experience paranormal activity as well. So, um, unexplained accounts on campus. GSC Assistant Professor of Education, Connie Stout Odell, who I had, and she's an amazing professor, had an experience in Clark Hall. It was just before the summer session started, and I was in my office in the top mezz- mezzanine. Stout Odell said, She was grading papers when she heard a horrible noise. It sounded like metal chairs being thrown around as if people were moving metal desks. She said that the noise lasted for 10 to 12 minutes. I thought it was a secretary moving things around downstairs. She stopped grading papers and thought for a moment. It was odd because the noise sounded like it was coming from downstairs, upstairs, and the spaces between the offices. So she decided to go downstairs to see what is going on. Before she got there she thought to herself what if this is this Lynn? just as she had that thought the noises stopped and there was complete silence she left and found the secretary who had been out of the building for over an hour she had been in the building a lot yeah so gs gsc associate professor of education dr kevin kane i never had him as a professor but he was at Glimble when i was there was working late one evening alone in Clark Hall. He was in his office on the second floor when something peculiar happened. I heard metal chains dragging on the floor and then the sound of a door closing. It sounded like a prison door closing, Kane said. Then, he then took his work home with him and left the building. After that, I started taking my work home all the time. Student Support Services Project Director, Jerry Burkhammer, who I also know, so that when Louis Bennett Hall was in men's dormitory, there were strange occurrences five years in a row. These occurrences happened in room 225 on the first night freshmen stayed in the dorm. Burkheimer recalls a story of a former student who said he was awakened during his first night in the room. The student claimed he saw a lady dressed in white at the foot of his bed he spoke to. him. Louis Bennett Hall's rooms are now used as faculty and staff offices and many still report unexplained noises and sightings. Employees say they often hear running back and forth in the halls, reports lights turning on and off by themselves, and often witness the elevator opening and closing without an occupant. So yeah, so that was Lynn, who was kind of like our ghost story at Glenville. So did you hear that story when you were there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sisland is a was a big deal there. Like Halloween there was wild. They did like a haunted house. They have funny ghost tours. Like it's yeah, it's legit. Like everybody, if you go to Glimble State College, you know who Sisland is. All right, now I have one more story, and this one was sent by um, a former college student. I said that like I was his teacher. We both went to college at the same time, the same place. So, he, um, he sent this to me, and I saved it. Oh, God. I can't find it now. Son of a gun. Give me one second. I'm going to have to find it. Um, it's about Calhoun County, which is very close to Clay County. So... Um, I'm scrolling. I'm sorry. I I had it saved, but I don't know why I didn't save. I post way too much stuff. One of my students asked me the other day, she said, she follows me on Instagram or something. She's like, my aunt asked if you were an Instagram influencer, if that's why you post so much. I was like, no, I'm not. I just post a lot.
1: I'm not sure whether that's
0: like a compliment or an insult. I know. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, is that good or is that bad? Because, I mean, truthfully, I don't care because yeah, I you post do, what yeah. I want, you know? Yeah. But I also was like, oh, does she think my posts are good enough to be an influencer? Like, what? I'll take it. All right. I finally freaking found it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> The tale of Cale Betts' ghost still haunts Calhoun County's dark, Far from city lights... Not too far from me. No, it's not. Far from city lights, nights in Calhoun County are counted among the darkest in West Virginia. Because there's nothing there. So it's a little wonder that the tale of the state's strangest haunting comes out of the, its hills. That was supposedly manifest in the valley of the Little Pinal River, In the late 1800s is still a subject of discussion, both around the campfire and in the classroom where teachers use a tale of an example of local lore and history. Sure, we still talk about the ghost, says Linda Jarvis, a retired school teacher and member of the town council in Grantsville, the county seat. The cause of the alleged haunting, usually a central feature of most ghost stories, remains obscure. It is also remarkable that the location of the haunting changed after the destruction of the house in which the ghost first appeared. Many versions of the story have been since recited, though perhaps one of the most important was what was what's thought to be the first written account of the Cale Beck Ghost, published in September 3rd, 30th, 1884, in the issue of Cincinnati Enquirer. The ghost of Beth's farm will not let. The ghost of Beth's farm will not let. Something over a year ago, the inquirer contained, oh my gosh, if I could speak, the inquirer contained an account of an occult influence or manifestation at the farmhouse of Mr. Colin Beth. About three miles below this town in which the story in which story were delineated a number of weird, strange instances of ghostly manifestations, all of which were terrified by the testimony of honest, brave, and reliable citizens, the names of many of whom were mentioned. Since then, the old house has been torn down, the family of Mr. Betts rebuilding a home place on a different portion of the farm. This act, it was believed, would lay or, or forever quiet the ramblings and queer doings of the NXT. Inex- mystery but such has not been the case since the building has been raised and mysterious manifestations have made itself visible at places sometimes quite a distance from the scene of its former domicile. so they tore down the the place where the ghost was originally seen and so they thought that would be the end of it because a lot of times they feel like people feel like ghosts are tied to a specific place um but once they tore it down they found her all over the place
1: So moral of this story is you should have salted her in there, then burn it down.
0: <laughs> I literally, my entire house makes me so mad. So pretty much they see this ghost all over town. Um, Bet's ghost. No one succeeded in putting it to rest. There's a story that a couple of men had been murdered or disappeared where the ghost has been seen. Um, but there's no real evidence that anybody has ever really been killed there. So, yeah, that's good. Pretty cool. Yeah. That article was written very old school style. Like, I would have enjoyed reading it, but reading it out loud, I was like, mm. right. of the fact that my children and dogs have no ability to be quiet.
1: Thank God mine are still outside right now.
0: that's been some fun west virginia hauntings i am gonna miss you guys but enjoy your summer have fun going on an adventure me too i can't
1: wait i mean like listen guys i love you but i'm gonna enjoy my summer but i can't wait to get back with some new awesome
0: true crime yeah so this is katrina and this is Sydney, and this has been Murder Obsessed. Stay listening, stay murder obsessed, but don't be obsessed with murdering. Bye later.